Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 101 of the No Podcast. We're No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. With this being episode 101, we are back to basics. Yep, starting from the beginning, where everything we've done before does not count. They were all just practice. Yep, 100, 100 episodes of practice. I think we said that last week. 99 episodes of practice? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I don't know, we're in 01 now, so it starts over. Hey, let's change it up. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Cesar Concepcion the second. I'm here. No. It, is, it is late. It is Super Bowl Sunday. It is um, Super Bowl Sunday. We it. have the Super Bowl on in the background. We'll try to not to let that be a distraction. If you hear uh, awkward pauses, it's probably the Super Bowl. We're just Super Bowling. This week in news, Xbox answers the call with February Games with Gold. I'm not sure what that reference is, but we'll find out. I've got a doozy at the bottom. Did you see it? No, I haven't gotten that far yet. Uh, yeah. Wonderful 101 may be coming to Kickstarter. Pokemon banks it on home for Poke Storage. E3 focusing on resealing the trust. Okay. Nintendo shatters sales records. February PlayStation Plus games have been announced. Animal Crossing limits an island per Switch. Nintendo announces a new limited edition Animal Crossing model. And Xbox has announced a sequel program to PSP game Daxter. There we go. You like that one? You know what that story is? Nope. I'm going to not excellent, look at it and just will, I'll experience it with the audience. I'm kind of thinking we should combine Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus. That is fun. Because I think... Let's start with Games with Gold. This is a pretty good list. Let's go around. I'm excited by these. Uh, one of my all-time favorite Xbox games is one of these games. All right. The four titles you're getting are TT... What, the Call of Cthulhu? Yeah, Call of, <laughs> call of, call of Cthulhu. Call the Cthulhu's. Your favorite Xbox game? It's it's top tier. You were not very specific, so... Uh, original Xbox. There I think if go. I say Xbox, I mean the Xbox. Well, Xbox OG Series Xbox. 1. Yeah, the 1X. The Series X is going to be just Xbox 2, right? So, Not Xbox 2. Xbox T-O-O. I don't know, man. At this point, they're just going to be Series X and Series S. Nobody's going to be calling it Xbox anymore. You think you think it'll just go by Series X? That's what I think. Let me get Madden for the new Series X. That's what it'll be? No Xbox? I mean, no. I think Xbox will be the official name, but I think right. until um, everything calms down. And there's only two models instead of like 85. It'll just Part- be the brand. Yeah. Uh, your first game available right now, I just downloaded it myself, is TT Isle of Man. I thought it was Tourist Trophy, but continue. It is Tourist Trophy? It looks like it. <laughs> well, I mean, two or trophies a Sony game, but I mean... PS2 Gran Turismo for bikes. <laughs> Which they never made a sequel for. But, right. yeah, but that shit was running 1080i on the PS2. It was. Yeah. So you can now tour the Isles of Man via... It's not TT. The TT is not. <laughs> Take on the challenge of Snaefell Mountain in the motorcycle racing game TT Isle of Man. It's is it TT? That's all it is? It's still TT. There's no... I don't know what it stands so, for. Look at the logos. Is that like a Ninja Star or like a guy falling forward? Uh, that's Platinum Games confirmed. There we go. It does kind of look like the Portal character. <laughs> it is a guy falling forward like... Yeah. Ah, he's falling off the edge. What is happening with... Alright. I'm more interested in this whole design and the naming of the game than I am the game itself. Okay, so there's a subtitle to TT Isle of Man. It's right on the edge. So this is like a sequel to like a Top Gun movie? I'm, I'm officially more interested in this than I ever was before. Mm-hmm. Alright, so that's available from February 1st to the 29th, so the whole month. That's an Xbox One game. Then we have Call of Cthulhu, as Cesar put it, from February 16th to March 15th. I think Michael was kind of so-so on this when it came out, wasn't he? I believe so. He wasn't like super impressed. I don't know. Can't speak for him, but I think it's made by his uh, Sherlock Holmes team. I think that's the only difference, right? I can't remember this this one. Is it the frog people? Maybe. Michael, send your corrections to nofodcast at gmail.com. We could correct on the air, but... eh, eh. 
Fable Fable Heroes is available right now, February first through fifteenth. Yes, complete the quadrilogy. What is this? I don't know. It's like some kind of Xbox Live Arcade thing they had on the Fables Live. Cause, I mean, you have what? Fables Journey, Fables Heroes, and then Fables 1, 2, and 3, right? Yes. So that's the... How many of those? Fable Journey was the Connect one? Yeah. The the jerk thing. What is this Fable Heroes? I think it's just like an it Xbox looks like Live Arcade thing. Yeah. It looks like custom characters and all. It's like me stuff in there. Yeah. One of them does, they don't have feet. It's weird. Anyways, it's available now. And in my opinion, the highlight of the month, Star Wars Battlefront, the good one, is available February 16th to 29th. Star Wars Battlefront on Uno on Xbox Uno. Yep. That'll be on <laughs> Xbox Uno from the Uno Xbox. Yeah. Um, that'll be an Xbox One and 360 title. If you still, or 360 only, you still get two games. Good month, I think. And I guess we can just jump right into PlayStation Plus, right? I think we should. Let me scroll to it. There it is. I'm so, kind of excited about this one because there. So, I thought there was a third game this month. Uh, yes. So okay, there we th- this month we have a Bioshock collection, yep. which includes three separate games in there. So if you haven't played those before, I know it's been out for a while and a million years because it's been on two generations. Three great games though, and they're all remastered right. 1080p, 60 frames per second. All the DLC. Um, also, one that I don't own, that I don't know if I'm going to play, but since Quattro, The Sims 4. Which I'm assuming they'll want you to buy all the expansions since there's like 85 million of them. Oh, so that's what they're doing with this yeah, one. Yeah, this is the, the base game. game. I got you. And then the VR version of Firewall. Firewall Zero Hour. I like how they put in the little graphic. You see it right there? Like the free games and they put in the very bottom right. It's yeah, like why, is it, why is it stuck down in there? Yeah. Do you think this is a trend? Will we go back to getting some of these games? Um, I, I don't know, man. The VR one's pretty cool. I mean... I would hope they would push VR more, so. Well, you know, we dropped PS3 games, what, last January? It's been a year, yeah. And they were doing, like, a VR one, remember, like, every three or four mm-hmm. months, and they just kind of stopped. So maybe we're back to getting VR as a, another platform, and they just give us three. I'm down with uh, it. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, it helps with the VR sales, so. I just got a friend of the show, Russell, uh, Battlezone, for his birthday. So we'll have to see if we can get some Battlezone on. I bought a copy, too. It was, like, $13 at Walmart. The Gold Edition? Yes. Okay. Battlezone. The Spectre type games, like uh, tanks and stuff. It's a gold edition. Is there one? Mm-hmm. Mine's not. No. Okay. What makes it the gold edition? You get all the DLC. There's DLC for it? Oh, tons. Oh, wow. That might have been the better skew to have. Either way, 13 bucks. We'll see what we get into it. Um, those are three good titles. What do you think, sir? Yeah, I'm down. Especially this should hopefully open up uh, the lobbies for uh, Firewall. So. Yeah. More people playing that. I know we have it. We've been sitting on it for a minute. Uh, I've been sitting on a lot of uh, VR games. Um, problem is, I have a job. It yeah, sucks. Basically. If I didn't have a job, man. Ooh, just keep it hooked up. Play games. Oh, man. I'll never, never get out of the VR thing. I'll be like, what? Real life. <sighs> and just jump back in. VR and PS1 RPGs would be my first two stops. Except for me, I have to... All the water I drink and urinate frequently. It sucks sometimes. I think you just hook off. up a cath and just stay in one spot and... Drink water and play games and, Catheter? and urinate. Yeah. Oh, God. That's yeah. my nightmare. Why? I always Maybe. see those commercials on TV. Like, I wake up in the middle of the night and it's always the old gentleman, like, okay, get a comfortable catheter. I'm like, anything yeah. sticking up my pee hole is not going to be comfortable. Right. You're going to dedicate your whole life to playing games and drinking water. It's basically what you need. You just empty the bag. You don't have to get up. You just oh, let God. it go. I'm a freaking Namekian from Dragon Ball Z. All <laughs> they do, they don't even need to just drink water. Reference is lost on me. Yeah, I know. It did not purpose. <laughs> Ah, in celebration of See, our it one... worked. You lost interest. You're like, lost interest, don't understand reference, on to the next is that article. How you're get, is that how you get me back on the news? You're like, I'll drop some Dragon Ball here. You're like, ah, I don't know what to say. And onward. And onward with news. In honor of our 101st episode, 
Uh, this rumor is kind of catching steam. I posted the Eurogamer article from it. Uh, developer Platinum is reportedly set to announce a Kickstarter to bring Wii U game The Wonderful 101 to other platforms, including the Nintendo Switch. Uh, YouTube channel Game Explain claims The Wonderful 101 is set for Nintendo Switch and PS4 ports via Kickstarter, although there are rumblings Platinum is going for Xbox as well. And there's been a couple people come out and uh, confirm this. Um, yeah. Did you know gaming's Dr. Cupcake's Liam, Liam Robertson? He said, Kickstarter thing for The Wonderful 101 is true. I waited for Platinum to announce it on their terms. The reveal is set for Monday. Okay, so he, by, he by the time you guys hear yeah. this, yeah. And then Platinum Games, they were teasing. I had to look at this photo. I was like, what the hell is this? But it's got 101 all over the... Uh, who's this? Hideki Kiyama? Yeah. Yeah. Kamiya? The one who, blo- uh, who blocks you if you add him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> He's got uh, all of his time clock and everything on his PC says 101. And the date's January 1st, I guess. Yeah. Even though January 31st is when they put up the photo. Yeah. Um, and they kind of went into the little background on there where, unfortunately, Nintendo passed on trying to bring that back as a remaster yeah they had no interest apparently well i mean and then somebody had po- posted the sales on there and the sales were abysmal so i guess that's probably why they were like eh. i bought two of them i, I bought one was happily discounted yeah that, it sucks but it's cool i mean you know yeah. it's still coming on switch it comes ps4 i'm sure come on xbox so hopefully it does well in this kickstarter i mean i'll, I'll, I'll we're gonna find out tomorrow i'll put some money towards it if it's reasonably priced i know michael's a big fan it's just great that, uh, I mean, our influence is starting to spread out where Platinum Games takes notice and, and wants to name a game after us. And not not only a game that has come and gone and not sold well, but they're ready to kickstart a game in our honor for our 101st episode. So I know, it's, it's great. big. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Send your thanks to um, Platinum, Platinum Games. Platinum Games, you can go ahead and add Kamiya. He will not block you. Um, <laughs> Good luck with yeah. that shit. Hideki don't play, man. He drops a band hammer. Oh, God, yeah. Um, outside of that, the only thing we didn't kind of forgot to discuss was that um that whole somebody confirmed that rumor that uh xbox almost bought platinum was that for real yeah daniel med uh he confirmed uh somebody had come the out Chinese after analyst. Him. yeah he, somebody had confirmed he didn't say that he said that this how that all started with the wonderful 101 was um this was part of that because everybody was asking like they got all that funding from tencent why are they doing this kickstarter thing right and they said the funding was for big projects. They didn't consider this one a big project. This, they still had some smaller ones they want to get off, and that's why okay. they had a Kickstarter. And uh, somebody had another uh, industry analyst in there, like, hey, you know, Microsoft almost had them last year. They almost had, apparently, he said that he leaked out they almost had them in a Relic. Wow. Uh, and I guess they were trying to get Relic to do their, like, Age of Empires. They were trying yeah. to purchase Relic. Relic's so. uh, piece, more PC heavy than anything. Yeah, so the, apparently the deals fell through, so, but they almost had Platinum Games, so I don't know what fell through or not but that's why they ended up going and that's when Daniel Mid said that's why they went with the 10 cent deal so there's got to be some bad blood there with uh, Scalebound right you think there's any sort of hurt some, feelings or anything somebody had mentioned that but I guess uh, whoever went back and cleaned it up said it was more of an issue in Platinum's end I mean it was kind of like a, a mutual parting right. as from what they were saying so it wasn't bad blood it was just a hey this isn't going to work out yeah. you know, we got pretty far into it but it's just not it's not uh, best for all of us. I don't know if what could have happened. Maybe, you know, there's a lot of projects that got going on at different consoles. Maybe that's what kept it up because they didn't want to be locked down to one. I don't know. Do we want a Platinum that's owned by a, a single game company? I don't know. I, I don't know. I like I like their talent. I would hate for them to just be making it for one console. But right. if they're making games that we're probably never going to get, I'd rather have that. If we wouldn't have got them without the funding of yeah. something like that. Well, I guess I guess scale yeah, Microsoft I, dollar. I guess um, they explored other options. That's part of why they went the, the route. I guess if they hadn't, I mean, you look at Ninja Theory. They that was their when Microsoft came calling. Remember, they were getting ready to close shop. That was their only option. And look, how they're 
their output's increased. Well, they Thriving. Got three games. Three already. games. Yeah. yeah. And before they were contemplating closer, remember? Yeah. So that's definitely a situation where they we, we all benefit, especially yeah. the especially the publisher. Right? Yeah. The and they're making whatever the hell they want. So I mean I'm sure they're happy. I know that's what they wanted to do to begin with. You know, they're a creative yeah. output. They just had a hard time securing funding because a lot of publishers it. didn't want to take a chance on their Hellblade, Bleeding Edge, the MOBA type thing. Yeah. Which is out or not out? Yeah. That's not it a comes out in February. Coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like twenty nine dollars. It comes with a physical copy, but I don't think it really matters because it's an online only game, so is it on Game Pass? It's going to be. I might try this out. See what it's like. We yeah. got to get in day one so we can actually compete instead of <laughs> getting our asses handed yeah. to us. Uh, next up is Pokemon Home. I do not know anything about this. If you yeah. want to cover this, so this one is. Um, they finally announced their um, home solution, which I guess is replacing their Pokemon Bank, which was something they had on the 3DS. It's all this is a storage for their uh, the Pokemon. Okay. Uh, from the games. Uh, so I think you get the first month free. So this is how they're trying to get people from. Uh, moving everything from Pokemon Bank from the 3DS over to this version, which is home. Right. But this one comes with a basic and premium SKU, which um, the premium plan has three options. You got one month for $3, three months for $5, and 12 months for $16. Uh, and then you can, there's a different amount of Pokemon you can have on there. So you can do like, um, for basic, you can do 30, premium, you can do 6,000. A uh, number of Pokemon that can place in the Wonder Box at once, three for basic, ten for premium. Number of Pokemon that can be placed in the GTS at once, one for basic, three for premium. You got the features. You can do room trade. For room trade, you can basic can participate, premium can participate and host, and then judge function, basic cannot do, and then premium can do. So what is a GTS? It might be a stupid question. I it global is a global trade, trade system. system. Yeah. I see that in the article. Yeah. From Polygon, by the way. So this is supposed to connect uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu to Shield and Sword to Pokemon Bank to Pokemon Go. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to work because a lot of those OG Pokemon are in that Pokemon Bank. So I guess you can eventually, whenever they get put on the new titles, you can transfer them over. I doubt they'll transfer them over now. Okay. So it gets a little dicey because, you know, that's when everybody starts complaining about the whole Pokedex thing, so... I don't know. I'm not that deep in the Pokemon lore, or am I that deep in Animal Crossing lore? So those are the one, two things people die for. So does that mean they're gonna actually render those in? They hadn't explained, so um, don't know. Some of those are coming through when the expansion pass. So, so then they'll be available. I, I know they announced that. Yeah, but it's not like all of them will be. So because you know that's like what you got black Pokemon Black and White, Black and White Two. I mean, you, how many of those things you had on 3DS and DS? You know what I mean? There was a shit ton yeah, of generation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm not sure. I'm not a Pokemon Carnage sure. Just know it's coming. Um, it is a subscription fee. Um, some people were salty about that, uh, but if you seems play... kind of high in my opinion. Yeah. But if you're a dedicated Pokemon player, maybe it's not that big of a deal. And some people were like, if you play your cards right and you get the first month free, you just move all your shit over. You have from the bank. That's what they're trying to do: is get everybody off bank into this home. So, how much server space is there for Pokemon data? Like, it can't be that. I mean, you're not keeping the lights on with this shit, right? That's not huge data. It's not like these custom characters and stuff. I, I guess it's enough where they have to charge for it and not consider it a service, you know? Ooh, that was an extreme hit. I'm sorry, sir. I'm still listening to you. Yeah. He got walloped. He tried to hit Mahomes, and Mahomes hit him more than more than less. <laughs> he did fumble the ball, but out of bounds. He took the brunt of that. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry, people. It is Super Bowl season. We're uh, Super Bowling. Yep. So, I mean, that's pretty much it on there. So, I mean, they, they're trying to get you off a bank into home, so. From the home to the bank. Mm -hmm. Or vice versa. 
All right, I just threw this in the news, sir. I forgot about this, but this is also from Polygon. Uh, PlayStation survey hints that PS4 remote play could, seen, could soon come to Switch. There was a survey that a Reddit user posted that is supposedly an email from Sony. The survey itself was mostly focused on the remote play feature. According to the Reddit post, the survey discussed remote play on a variety of different devices, including Nintendo Switch and Xbox One. It even asked about using remote play on non-gaming devices like Apple TV and Android TV. The poster also mentions a section about using a generic handheld device. As for the versions of Remote Play that already exist, the survey also discusses the idea of PS1 and PS2 games joining the Remote Play lineup. Uh, it also asks if users like the idea of being able to adjust audio and video quality to help reduce lag and they're reducing the size of the on-screen controller to give you more room to see the game. And also, I think they listen on there doing over um, mm. cell phone. You saw that too, right? Mm. Yeah. It said, uh, I think it heard, well, right? yeah, it said Android and... Uh, well, that was just the TV devices. No, no, no. Cell phone service. G generic handheld device. No, no, cell phone service. You can do it over LTE. Specifically? Yeah, you don't have to have Wi-Fi. That was also an uh, option. Also in the survey? Yeah. Hmm. I would take remote play on all of these things. I would as well. Seems the way xCloud's going, so why not Why not Sony's option as well? Did you see the, uh, what is it? It's called Rain Blast or something, Rainway. It updated on Xbox, and it like downloaded an app for streaming Steam games on Xbox. Did you see that? Yeah, it, was, it just added it to mine. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, well, because I downloaded it, and for whatever reason, I'm I'm hinked, I'm hooked up to your Xbox, so I think it, it thinks that's your my home Xbox. So it I, thinks mine is your home yeah, Xbox because every time I lock on there, it's like you have two one X's, and I think, "Oh fuck, I must have got it confused with yours." You're but, signed into that one. Yeah, it's probably why. But um, essentially, it's not Steam games; it's any PC installed on your PC. Cool. Yeah. So even uh, games with or games for Windows, whatever it is. I don't know the magic it works, but Discord, it's supposed to be whatever's locally installed. Whatever's on your PC. installed. Mm-hmm. Have you tried it yet? I have not. Um, from what I read online, a lot of people were saying it's 50-50. It's still kind of new, and I haven't had a chance okay. to do it. So, Because some people were saying it's cool. Some people were saying they couldn't get it work for shit. So. Hmm. I didn't... You know, I, I miss the days where I used to just sit down there and just like... Um, I could fuck around with stuff like this. I just don't have time now. So No one does. Our listeners do. Yeah, sure. Listeners, try it out. Let us know what you think of... Am I saying... It is Rainway, right? I believe so. I think it's Rainway. I yeah, saw it downloading. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, my bad, dude. It's all good, man. Uh, streaming, I remote play, all that stuff. It's uh, it's coming to everything. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the way of the future. I mean, you want, I mean, if you, it's not even about trying to one-up anybody anymore. I mean, you know, Sony's not going to do another handheld. They want to do some remote play. So what they want to do is, uh, and you want you give people options to play on their console while they're away from mm -hmm. home. So, I mean, it's a great way of doing it. Just give them devices they already own. You're still playing your PlayStation games just on something else. Who and you still have fuck? access yeah. to the store and DLC and all that stuff. Because the fuck is on Switch or whatever. I mean, yeah. you're trying to make it as easy as possible for anybody. I mean, especially with a lot of people own Nintendo Switch also own a second console. So, yep. makes sense. Do you think Twitch and things like that made that easier for this? For this, this, I'm trying to think of what I'm saying. The way games are going now with being able to play games on multiple platforms and all that do you think twitch and streaming services and youtube gaming and mixer and all that you know being able to do you can watch someone play master chief collection on youtube gaming on on playstation for instance or as people have gone more into cord cutting and things like that where these ecosystems aren't as locked as they were do you think that having that content wherever you're at has helped ease this this direction we're headed in, basically. Well, I think this is one of the oldest industries where it hasn't matured enough. Where, you know, a lot of people have always drawn lines in the sand and, and kind of... Uh, You're right. Stand on there. I mean, if you right. look at anything else with movies and 
You're right, because a Disney, a Disney Blu-ray doesn't care what brand of Blu-ray player you're popping it into. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's all about reaching out there. I mean, I think we're, it's, we're falling into that part where, you know, businesses are trying to mature, and they're like, okay, we can't rest on the laurels of uh, having diehard fans. I mean, I'm sure they've done the math, and like, okay, so if we, we stay diehard fan, you know, and, and P's are diehard fans, you know, yeah. will we make it? I'm sure that's why Sony's making their changes and looking at PC and all this stuff, because they're like, we're going to, uh, they know, they know, like, yep. we're going to piss people off, we know. We know there's some diehard PlayStation people are gonna, you know, shun us and uh, some of the stuff we've done. We're gonna, they probably did the numbers. They they already got estimates about how many people they're gonna lose in sales and what. Yep. But they um they're gonna evolve. I mean, the PlayStation is one of their big pillars in Sony now. They don't have a lot of stuff that, like uh, file a PC's gone and you know they don't have a lot on there that's holding them up. They can't they can't rely on that stuff and not evolve. You know, so we're just a podcast. We love sitting back and looking at these numbers mm-hmm. and. You know, talking about our hobby, we, we have a games played section. We talk about games that we like to play at the time, whether that's new stuff, old stuff, you know, multiplayer, offline, whatever the differences are. But someone is sitting there with a spreadsheet. They're looking at the math, yeah. and they know what these numbers look like and where they can potentially grow their audience. Yeah, I mean, and you're going to piss people off. I mean, just so, uh, I mean. Look hey. at the, what was the last week we were talking about the Horizon stuff? Yeah. The Horizon people, backlash. That, you got backlash with, um people getting Sony hard time about westernizing their games and doing a little bit more in the censorship and trying to make it a piece more worldwide instead of uh, hitting the niche market, which you know the niche market is niche. So you got to look at the numbers and like, all right, we, we sell more of this. It is what it is. You're not worried about pissing off 10,000 if you're going to potentially sell to 90 more thousand. Right. I mean, it's all a numbers game. Yeah. I mean, if you don't like it, don't buy it. And, you know, what happens if they see their sales drop, they'll look at it and like, all right, maybe this was a mistake. Let's right. go back. I mean, that's Let's how you get companies to do. Huddle back and, and protect that brand. And you know, I mean, I, the, the, witching, uh, the bitching and whining, it's, it's cool and all, but... I don't think it's, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy. I mean, you want to do that, it's cool. But, I mean, if you want to make it an impact, you know, hey, Nintendo seems to be catering to that crowd by Nintendo. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, I'm, I'm sure Sony's okay with that. They probably, like I said, somebody's working. It's like, it's all numbers game. Somebody's working at it. They know what's, they're not sitting there like, oh, what do you mean we lost this many people? We never run the numbers. I'm, they know, they know no. what they're doing. No, yeah. they're not surprised by anything. Yeah. I mean, if they knew they were going to make more money with, you know, anti-censorship stuff, they would have kept it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to let it go. I mean, that's an example of that one. Look at the all the backlash Tokyo Mirage got. So, I mean... For, like, the bikini? And they changed, like, the bikini layout or something? Well, because, you know, they used the American version, which was censored, instead of going back and re- adding all the extra stuff to the Japanese one. They just took the easy way out, which, yeah, because it's cheaper. So, yeah, they just took the most complete version and then there. poured it over. And then they didn't think about, like, oh, yeah, this is the censored one. Because remember, Nintendo came out and they said, all right, it is what it is. And they give people refunds in Japan, you know, for the digital ones. You don't like it? Hey, we're giving you refunds for the game. They don't normally do that, but, you know. What does the censorship stuff come down to? Does that come down to, like, ESRB versus whatever that Japanese board is? Um, yeah, because before, you know, Nintendo used to like do based off... A, like, a T game instead of an M game? If, if it's... It has nothing to do with the ESRB. So, okay. like, the, the whole thing is image from the company. You know, they're they're trying to portray a certain image. That's why the somebody was saying when Sony started doing it, it was, like, the 90s again, where they were, like, you know, they were trying to control an image and... And pertain to it so nintendo was the same way nintendo had their image you know their family oriented image so they you know when they came to america that they made it as such right uh at some point i think the esrb's lightened and before it used to line up with the esrb with the rating system but now esrb's kind of lightened up a little bit and they looked at games as more of an art medium so they let a lot of stuff slide outside of you know anything that's like hardcore and right. like that 
We're not we're not in the days of uh, the lethal enforcer, Jim right. Lieberman gun, and Mortal Kombat and stuff. So I think at this point, you know, Nintendo's taking the stance. I don't think they really care about censorship. They're just like, well, if the SRB rates it and it, it gets at least an M, we'll let it go. Right. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't matter to them. No so, AOs. Whatever. You know, AO. at this point, nobody's going to do AO because that's not going to sell. So When was the last AO? Was it San Andreas? It was San Andreas. That was the last commercial I saw with AO on it. So I'm at a look because I saw a lot on eBay. It's just some PS2 games. I can't remember exactly what it was. But uh, I was trying to figure out if there's a way. I'm sure there is a different SKU for that, the AO version. Like what, what UPC it has on the back. I thought it was funny. Well, I thought it was funny because remember Rockstar, they embraced it. They were like, yeah, fuck it. Now, remember yeah. they did the commercial where rated adults only. You know, they Man. just they went with it in their advertisement. So. I remember when that came out and they sent us the stickers that had the AO sticker on it. Mm-hmm. And then we had to price it at like $1,000 or something so, so nobody buy would buy it. Yeah. It would ring up for $1,000. We couldn't sell those. I guess there was an AO license or you have to be an adult shop or I don't know what it was. Uh, Dual Shockers reports at e, as E3 2020 registration nears. ESA says that earning trust back is the top priority. You put this in there, sir. You got a good summary for it, or we're just going to dive into it? Um, basically, they're uh, you know it's the whole thing where they leaked out all that uh, journalistic uh, personal information. So and didn't seem to give a fuck about it. Yep. So despite people having to change addresses and move, mm-hmm. not just change postal addresses, but like physically move their homes. So I think the what they were saying was they're more trying to win their support back for their community again because of that whole mix up, uh, versus you know worrying about trying to cater like Sony back or mm-hmm. anything, or anything this year. They're trying to get that trust back. So, so versus like uh, you know like why wow, you know we need to appease Sony blah 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 blah. You know that that was not on the top of their agenda. So. Um, we've listened to the feedback of our media partners, attendees, and the industry at large. We are committed to keeping E3 at the level you've come to expect, said the ESA in a blog post. You'll be happy to know that we're not producing E3 2020 a vacuum. For E3 2020, we're collaborating with industry insiders and new creative partners, including the tastemakers at im8bit.com, to reinvigorate the show and, frankly, to shake things up. Hmm. What is exactly shaking it up? Um, so, you know, it goes in detail. The ESA needs to decide if it wants E3 to be a fan event or an industry event. Yeah. Not a little bit of both. Until it fully commits to one or the other, E3 is likely going to continue to be somewhat floundering in place, which is probably why Sony did not want to do that. So, yeah. They, um, and don't need to anymore. Uh, so, I think that's the whole reason why um, it's weird because we're watching a commercial that's based off The Shining. Uh, but, um, Mountain Dew uh, Zero Sugar. Did you like the can one? Did you have the can one? Did I give no. you one? No. I thought I had some. It is The Shining and his Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. This is actually a pretty good one. That's the mom from Blackish. What's yeah, her name? Tracy Ellie Ross. Yes. Yeah, it's like Diana Ross's daughter. <laughs> okay, I wish we'd kind of seen that one. That yeah, we'll good. see it again. All right, but... um, <laughs> He was dressed up as the twins at the very end. Brian now, Cranston was. <laughs> now we're doing Fargo. All right, so we're getting off track. Um, Yeah, outside of that, I mean... I, you know, I think E3 is trying to figure out where um, what it wants to do with itself. Yeah. Um, I think you I think you hit it right in knowing or in pointing out that they don't know whether they're an industry event or a fan event because you have you have events like GDC that are strictly mm-hmm. industry related, and you have like uh, packs and stuff like that that are just fan shows and they're meant they're built for this type of traffic and foot traffic. Right. right. There's still people going to E3 that set up meetings. I mean, we're not to that level of media yet, but that's potentially what we would end up doing is interviews and content capture and things like that. But then you're also competing in that in that same show space with alternating days or whatever it is that they schedule mm-hmm. with, with the public, with people who want to come see that kind of stuff. 
but it seems like recently they've been trending away from having available demos and the just the type stuff that we we saw E3 as when we were younger right. and we would just drool over all these these booths and these setups and these demos and that kind of stuff and it, I just don't think it's that type of show anymore especially when you have Microsoft off campus and you have Sony that doesn't even go yeah, and, and, I, and I guess they didn't want... I mean, Sony had a choice. They could have, uh, you know, tried to adapt to what E3 was doing or do something off-campus like Microsoft. But if you're going to do something off-campus, my, my, Sony's like, well, we want to do do it our way, not yeah. be conformed to what... They don't even have to be in E3. that weekend. Yeah. yeah. It so, doesn't I mean, have to be in that same timetable. The problem is we got a lot of uh, people in our industry, you know, there's a lot changing. So a lot of people have that nostalgia. They like that at E3. They like those announcements. And it seems like Microsoft's going to keep doing that. So that's fine. But, we, get I mean, that, we get that so much throughout the year with State of Play and Direct yeah. and... There's just so many more outlets now, and the Microsoft things when they do when they do announcements and they do um, their Twitter game, I think is above everybody else's. Yeah. Major Nelson is out there. They'll announce Game Pass stuff. Their Game Pass, uh, whoever runs their Twitter feed and Game Pass, does a pretty good job. Yes, you know, social media is, is like almost top notch next to Arby's. You know, like, Arby's is Arby's is damn good. So which and I think they stole that Arby's from the Wendy's person. I think. Wendy's yeah. constantly shitting on McDonald's all the time. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, there, there's, some, there's some people out there know what they're doing. I mean, yeah. the, the, the thing is, is our industry is evolving. It's the time. And so we're, we have a lot of people that's been playing games for like the last 30, 40 years. It's just going to be, it's going to be rough for everybody. You know, it's going to be something yeah. changing that a lot of people are not going to like. And we're just going to have to, you know, be patient and just go with it. So I've never really thought of it this way before, but I would be, honestly, I would be okay if E3, everybody keeps saying E3's dying, E3's dying. I would be okay if it went away. We have plenty of other news outlets. Mm. We have plenty of other sources for information. I'm not drooling over that one week of news. I'm not looking forward to the June issue of Game Informer because I can finally see screenshots or EGM so that I can read interviews. That shit is there day and date with whatever announcement they want to do. Yeah, even Whether then, I mean, a developer diary or what, you know? Yeah, even then, I mean, you look at what the what was it? What the industry had at E3 at that time. I, I think I more remember fondly when I waited for, you know, I knew E3 was in June, mm-hmm. even before online was prominent, where I would always wait for the July issue of the magazine to come out yeah. and go into details. I Just think pour I remember, through it. Remember that more fondly than I do of watching an E3 stream. So right, but that's not that's not even a thing anymore. Yeah. You'll. Yeah, yeah but have... some people are treating the E3 stream as that. I'm like, uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like you. When we've talked about this for years, we're like, I get this information off a website. You can yeah. technically just stream this on YouTube and, and any day of the week. We're going to get on Twitter within 10 seconds of the actual announcement. of Right Warriors. now, we're getting people, you know, saying shit out loud, you know. They're, I mean, they're sitting there and they're like, oh, this, uh, you know, leaks, 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 leaks. Before we're it's everything. announced. I mean, we're getting more leaks before we're getting announcements, so. I think it's a dying thing. It's yeah. it's a fun event, and we'll always have nostalgia for it, but I don't know if it's going to continue being that. You want to watch that Garoppolo interception in slow-mo? <laughs> um, yeah, so. ESA. They're trying. Yeah, I mean, there are, like I said, our industry's changing. We just all have to be patient. I know it sucks, but yeah. there's going to be all things that we don't like. So, Speaking of things we don't like, here's great Nintendo uh, earnings reports. <laughs> Bad transition. I did see, I think it was Kotaku's where I read this actual version of this article. Somebody breaking down the Nintendo, uh, they released some um, financial reports and things like that. Yeah. And it was Brian Ashcraft. And I remember him for years and years, like through the Wii and Wii U era, people calling him Bashcraft. He hates Nintendo. Because <laughs> the article, even this newest one, is either Kotaku or Polygon that he writes for. It was like, damn, damn, Nintendo made a lot of money or something like that was yeah. the title of this thing. Like, really? Are you that upset? <laughs> Bashcraft. <laughs> Yeah, because Bashcraft is always uh, the man from Japan, yeah. I'm entertained by the, the people calling him Bashcraft, then. 
Uh, here's the breakdown of Nintendo's software sales through the third quarter of the 2020 fiscal year. This comes from DualShockers. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield have sold 16.06 million copies. That's 8.03 million per copy. It's exactly split 50-50. Yep. I don't know that. And that game came out November 15th, 2019. Well, we kind of knew this was going to happen. It was a Pokemon game. Outside of everybody whining and complaining about the Pokédex fiasco. <laughs> the boycott. Uh, 2019. But, the boycott uh, fucking worked. Great job, guys. They only sold $16 million. It would have been $17 million Yep, you sold them. Well done. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3, which came out on Halloween, $5.37 That was surprising. You saw that it out, outpaced the last uh, Luigi's Mansion. They so. were quick to point out that it's beat the 3DS one. Well, the, people were saying that was the surprise hit of the holidays. It was, it was great. It was, on my, it was on my top five. I thoroughly I'm, enjoyed it. I'm yeah. sitting on it. I need to get back to it. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2, which came out June 28th of last year, is at 5.04 million. The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, which came out in September when we were on vacation, 4.19 million. Fire Emblem Three Houses is at 2.58 million. That said, number seems low to me. Yeah, but they said that was the best-selling Fire Emblem, too. That's good for that series, but I, I thought that was like MPD top of the charts for like two or three months. Like I thought, remember there was a shortage mm-hmm. on Amazon and Walmart and everywhere. They were trying to get more shipments. In. Well, I don't think it's ever sold this much. I think that's part of the reason why. I mean, you got to remember this is a strategy RPG. It's not even just an RPG. It's a strategy RPG. Anime and strategy RPG. And it's permadeath. It's difficult. So, I mean, 2.58 is pretty, it's pretty good. And it'll keep going. Yeah. Uh, this one I was surprised by and tagged you in this tweet. New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, 2.54 million. They combine it with the Wii U game. 5.85 million lifetime. Why not? So that means uh, it's almost closed in on the Wii U sales. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure, 2.17 million. Which is even better. I mean, that's something that came out with three months ago. Yep. I'm ready to join that. I just need a good sale on it. Uh, yeah, 59 seems to be my buy price. Uh, $20 off. 79 is a little bit steep. It is. But, you know, you know, buy your value. So Astral Chain, 1.30 million. It's a million good. seller. Yeah. Um, before I finish these out, we're not too far away. Put it um, in the box, put it in the 64 box, platinum. It was a million something. Nah, that's what I was going to ask yeah. you. When is it going to come around? When are we yeah. going to get the, the plat? What they call them? Greatest Hits. Greatest Hits came from. That was Sony's series. What was Nintendo's? Player's Choice. Player's Choice. That's yeah, it. but didn't they call it like a million sellers or some shit? Like I think that, that was 64? the NES. Super Nintendo and 64 are Player's Choice, if I remember right. right. I think, because it has the gold ribbon on it. I know my link to the past does. We'll check it. I, I, it might say, it might be Million Seller, now that you've said that. I just remember Million. That was the last time they used Million Seller, because I don't yeah. I think after that, the game started going more than that. Yep. I don't know. You know. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, 1.02 million. That's from July. Which is also good, yeah. Uh, and then your heavy hitters. These are Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at 22.96, so basically 23 million copies. And Wii U sold how many... How many Wii U systems were there? 13 million? So, so there's almost double the Mario Kart mm-hmm. 8 Deluxe Switch game. Yeah, remember there was like almost more Mario Kart sold than Wii U's. Remember when we were talking about the last year? The attach so. ratio was like yeah. 100%. Um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, 17.68 million. Super Mario Odyssey, 16.59 million. Breath of the Wild at 16.34 million. Damn, that Smash Bros. sales is ridiculous. Looking at that. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why they keep doing expansion passes. Because remember, there weren't going to be a second one. They were like, we'll do a couple more than that. I think it's that those souls are so big, they got to try to keep that uh, yep. community going for a while. Because so. every time they announce and drum up, you know, one of these directs or all that, when they announce the fighters packs and fighters and mm-hmm. stuff, I'm sure it's another wave of sales. Not just the digital ones, but these physical copies. It was enough where they, um, at this point, he's like, yeah, we'll do another one. And that's until, what, 2021? 20, that's yeah. until next December, I think they said, so. 
So it's going all the way through the next two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, we did that one. Let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee at 11.76 million. Splatoon 2 at almost 10 million. Super Mario Party at almost 10 million. At least we got to get to Splatoon 3, right? Uh, when is that? Because aren't they still supporting it with Splatfest and all that? Or is that done? That's done, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's time. Yeah, because we also have that expansion and everything, so... I saw a rumor of a new Mario Kart, which I don't know if this one keeps selling, why they would be rushing. I, that that Sabi person said it wasn't a Mario Kart per se, it was mm. another franchise with tires. I saw tires, that's yeah. the hint that I saw. So, and then they were like, uh, you mean like the F-Zero racing game they were talking about for a while? And, and he was like, not the F-Zero one. He's like, tires he's, F-Zero. He made it sound like it was going to be something random with tires. It, it doesn't sound like it's going to be what we think it's going to be. Diddy Kong Racing? Could be. That'd be cool. With Rambi and all them, mm-hmm. the GameCube game we didn't get, Rare develops it. Um, the Switch, now Nintendo's sixth best-selling game system after it surpassed the SNES lifetime sales of 49.10 million units, likely would have kept going strong in global sales no matter what, but the release of the Switch Lite in September and the launch in China in December certainly helped keep the momentum going with Nintendo stating that hardware sales have reached 17.74 million units for the fiscal year so far, which is a 22.5% increase from 2019. Shit. Mm-hmm. Things have been going well enough that Nintendo raised its sales proje- projection for the Switch from 18 to 19.5 before the fiscal year closes out. They also may note that it was still low because it wasn't going to hit the $20 million that they originally pitched, I guess, in the beginning. Ah, that's crazy. At least they're being up front, so I guess they're... Because, mm-hmm. you know, they've taken hits in their stock, so they're trying to be as forthcoming as they can be. Farm Three Houses was on track to become the series. Not new top seller could very well end that title with the help of Story DLC releasing in a couple weeks. I'm sure it's going to hit that. Yeah. And this was, wasn't this like before December 1st? So this doesn't include holiday shit? Or the last month of the year? I think. I think yeah. it was like December 1st. Um, yeah. Final notes. The 3DS sales have totaled 620,000 units for the year so far, which is down 73%. Yeah, I think it's time. I, I love my 3DS, but... And software sales are at 4.10 million units. Come mm-hmm. on now. It's down 63%, but this is 4 million games they sold. Still a shit ton. Digital sales increased 48% from last year. The 2020 launch schedule includes Metroid Prime 4, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, and Bayonetta 3. I'm excited for all of those. Yeah, it's also going to clarify that they said the sequel to the Breath of the Wild is probably going to fall out of this year. So, Yeah, we'll get that announcement, I'm sure, this summertime. Sometime. With the new trailer, yeah. And, and with the new 2021 holiday date, probably. Mm, two more Animal Crossing stories. Um, this comes from Nintendo Life. Nintendo has confirmed that there is only one island per console in Animal Crossing New Horizons, so you cannot create new islands. To do so, you'll need a different copy of the game and a different Nintendo Switch. Their quote says, Up to eight players will register to counts on a Nintendo Switch console can live on one shared island, and up to four residents of one island can play simultaneously on one console. Please note, only one island can exist per Nintendo Switch console, irrespective of the number of user accounts registered to or copies of the game used on one console. This is a big deal to some. It is uh, trivial to me, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't care. Because there were games where you only had one village or whatever. And yeah. It didn't, it didn't really matter. I don't know. I guess it goes against, I don't know, understand Animal Crossing lore, so <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Sorry, everyone. On a more positive note, they also announced a Animal Crossing themed Switch, and this thing looks gorgeous. I'm a big fan. What do you think, sir? Um, I have contemplated. I'm sitting there like, I'm huh. sure you. Uh huh. <laughs> the Joy Cons are like a muted. I said muted earlier. I think it's more like a pastel green and blue. Mm hmm. It's and very uh, Easter like. It is. 
and the story's not pulling up for me. Yeah, and it seems like you know they, they did pitch in their meeting that um there was not supposed to be any new hardware announced for this year. So that was part of that story. Don't know if um that's why I looked at it like huh I could get the extra battery life. No Switch Pro. Oh, is this one confirmed to be the new SKU? Yeah, it's a new battery. Yeah. So the Joy Cons look super cool. They come with uh, gray Joy Con rails or whatever those things were called wrist straps. Mm-hmm. And then the um. The Switch dock itself is like a tannish color, maybe, tannish gray, and it's got Tom Nook and his two nephews on it. Yeah. In that Animal Crossing artwork. Taking your fucking money. Oh, it's got a... It's got like a yeah, it's got a, a, a... On the back, it does have a graphic. That's what kind of like... I was like, huh. That looks really good. Yeah, I was like, huh. Uh, it does not come with the game, despite being two ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, somebody was out there, uh, you know, those Nintendo diehards arguing for Nintendo. Well, what do you expect? <laughs> it would be more than two ninety nine if it came with the game. <laughs> I was like, I was you like, sound dude. just like them. Yeah, I was like, dude, calm down. Somebody just pointed it out there, and they would just like the game with it. Yeah. Somebody's like, oh, I gotta protect my Nintendo. Oh, by the way, fuck Sony, fuck Microsoft at the end of it. <laughs> of course. Yeah, you kind of expect the digital skew to be included with that, but they haven't done that except for the Mario Kart bundle for the holidays. Right. So that's not. There's no precedent for that really. Um, the carrying case is available separately for both the Switch Lite and the regular Switch, and I think I saw it was twenty bucks. So that's not bad for. I might meet them halfway and get the get the case because I do I do have pre-ordered uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, you're getting it as well. Uh, yeah, I'm going to partake in the Animal Crossing. So it doesn't usually work <laughs> out well for me, but I don't know. It it gets me for a minute. It might end up on Game of the Year. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, it does get me for a brief I, moment. I'm gonna give it a whirl. So you know that I got a coworker at work. She's pretty excited about it. So. Oh, I know what it's doing. It's trying to put me on the MiFi. It's exactly what it's doing. So, I don't know. Like, the excitement in my job is uh, pretty high for the people who do have a Nintendo Switch there. For the so. crossings of the animals? Mm-hmm. For the new SKU or the new uh, game? Just the new game. Okay. You know, like, people actually went out and bought a Switch for Animal Crossing. That's what they were waiting for. I could see a lot of people like you who already own the system that get that uh, Animal Crossing Switch. It looks mm-hmm. really good. That dock looks good. I may, like, like I said, I may pre-order and just wait till it gets close and then, like... From there, figure it out. So, dude, again, we can second guess everything, and there's people looking at spreadsheets, and they know best. But I think they've missed the ball. They've dropped the ball with Joy-Con colors. We get like a new combo every six months or so. Yeah. And they've dropped the ball with these custom switch docks. Uh huh. I mean, even if you don't sell the USB-C adapter or an HDMI cable, if you had another dock that was like 30 or 40 bucks with a different design. Man, you'd have people getting those nonstop. Well, Almost like the Xbox. Remember the 360 had the switch or the. I call them a switch plate. It's not a switch plate. It's a face cover mm-hmm. that you can swap out for those things. And you had like NCA 07, and I have one for the outfit that came out. It's funny yeah. we mentioned Relic Games. Outfit comes up twice. Yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like they're missing the boat on that. They could be smashing on that. That or even just uh, like so many different light bundles. So Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I you know, I'm sure those things are coming. We just got somebody's working out the, the math. Clearly, they're not having trouble selling them now, so they don't need this additional yeah. push of, of different SKUs and colors and combos. I think, depending on whenever we get that rumor direct, that should be uh, any week now, um, supposedly. The inevitable direct. Yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of see a little bit better idea of what's coming out towards in summer. I think last year was pretty good. You mm-hmm. know, there was a lot of variety out there and a lot of games coming out throughout the year. I think this one's going to be a little bit lighter, so. They should be hitting their stride this year. This is They're going into year three. I don't think we're going to get our Metroid 4 because uh, they're, st- they're still hiring people. Even, yeah. though they say, even though that article just clearly said that it's, it's slated for this year, I don't think it's happening because they just hired they hired somebody from another studio. like a Retro Yeah. Um, 
They brought back somebody, right? I think I remember. And they brought back story. somebody too. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're still hiring. We're still ramping up. So I mean, I, I'm imagining um, they probably got the basis of what they want this game to be, want, want it to be, and they're probably going to start ramping up production and making it soon. Um, and I'm pretty sure how the Breath of the Wild took forever. I'm pretty sure they're going to end up let that team take their time on that game, make what so, they want. Yeah, uh, the original still selling. Yeah, again, just like Mario Kart, you don't have to rush a successor out there. So, I mean, that and I guess depending on whatever franchise with tires comes out, so. I can remember seeing this effect with, and it it's always seems to be first party Nintendo, but like Nintendo Power when I was getting it in the 64 days, because we didn't get a 64 till like, I think it was Christmas 99, but in their pack watch and all that, when they were talking about games that people are still asking for and, and talking about all that, mm-hmm. they still had like fucking Super Mario Kart and Link to the Past in there. Like mm-hmm. They were games that people were still purchasing through that Greatest Hits program or Player's Choice or whatever it ended up being. You could still get those titles on retail, and people were still buying them and asking them about them in, the, in Nintendo Power. Yeah, but now it's so so different. We got everybody, their mom and pop making games with so many different game engines. I mean, there's you look at the fucking Switch. There's like 85 million games coming out every week. So, yeah. I mean, I'm looking. It's almost at, as bad as Steam or it, iOS. It's or something. it's on Steam levels. Yeah, it's at this point where it is what it is. It sells well, so it's not going to be a problem. It worked well for Steam for a while until mm-hmm. it, it gets too muddled and everybody gets lost in the fray. Then they'll have to change the creation process somehow. But <laughs> I see Sony trying to, like, when I go on into the PlayStation Store, I, I see when they try to curate towards me and my purchases, which is cool and all, but then you sometimes miss out on some gems. Yeah. So. You won't even know. Yeah. Uh, the last story. This is your Xbox successor to Daxter. You ready for this? Let's do it. I'm, I've been on my... Uh, pins and needles? Pins and needles. This whole thing. I'm like, I just wanted to click that article, and I have not. I wanted to be surprised with the rest of our audience. So. This story comes from The Verge Gaming. Uh, Microsoft launches Xbox Bug Bounty program with rewards of $20,000 or more. Anyone can now report security issues with Xbox Live. You see my tie-in with Daxter? Oh, yeah. I worked hard on that one. Microsoft is launching a new Xbox Bounty program to reward gamers, security researchers, and anyone else who discovers security vulnerabilities in the Xbox Live network and services. Bounty rewards will range from $500 up to $20,000, and Microsoft notes... There could be even higher payouts depending on the quality of the report and the mm-hmm. vulnerability impact. Something similar that uh, you know Apple does with their program. I think they have like up to a million or something like that, depending on the the bug. I like the little uh, burn on Sony at the end. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. They go on to note that uh, <laughs> Nintendo will also reward you with up to $20,000 and Sony will send you a t-shirt. <laughs> As recognition. As recognition. Job well oh, done. That's what says on the t-shirt. Job well done. <laughs> You're a Sony bug squasher. Yep. If you'd found this on the Xbox platform, you might have gotten 20K. Get Instead, that. you get a fucking t-shirt. Yep, you get that exclusive Daxter t-shirt that you can only get from there. With the bug, uh, bug swatter mm-hmm. on there. That was a good-ass game. Mm. <laughs> I think about breaking it out every once in a while. Uh, I just need Sony to fucking make shit backwards compatible. That'd be ideal. Yep. We know it's not going to happen. Everybody keeps saying it, and it's not going to happen. No. This is going to be backwards compatible with PS4 games. Let's be real. They're not going to fucking pull anything out of their ass until their cells start lagging. Yep. Outside of that remote play where they mentioned playing PS1 and PS2 on remote play. That survey. That would be awesome. Um, those baby steps. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yep. Plus we all have our old console so we're okay. I will fucking uh, provide the money if you fucking provide the service. Just want to uh, let you know, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pay for games. Uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't expect it to be free. I will give you fucking money. Alright. You ready to go on to games played? Yeah, that should be a short week. I'll start us off. Uh, my only game played this week was actually my longest game played in quite some time. I played Halo 2 on last Saturday for 12 hours with various amounts of friends from 
probably 10 at a time to 14 at a time. That was a good run. You were here for a good percentage of yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you for playing with us. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. We had a... Uh, Wish I could have stayed longer. That's okay. Yeah. We had When you left, somebody else came in, and that happened throughout the day. We started about 10.30 and cut off about 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. Okay, cool. Uh, we had four Xboxes on each side of the room and four CRTs. We had, we had eight Xboxes set up, and we had various rounds of Capture the Flag and King of the Hill. And I think the last one we played was Zombie, where uh, it was swords on Ascension. And one person started with the sword, and everybody else had shotguns on mm -hmm. it. So if you got hit with the sword, then you had a sword and you would go after the shotgun. All right, is, is this an actual game mode or is it one that you all made? We up made this one up and oh, played. Oh god, it. I can't. I'm glad I left. And oh, we had a good time with it. Well, that's cool. You know, most people tend to have a good times with yeah. that. Those those ones tend to frustrate me most because it's really, always, yeah, because I was like, all right, this happened. Switch. You, you got to switch to this thing, yeah. and I'm like, <sighs> uh, one or two people struggled with the yeah. the team switching, but we did we did okay with it. I mean, no, I, I've known people who do like Mike Myers and stuff like that, just use yeah. knives only yeah. and stuff like that. I. And I'm not. It's not anything against them. It's just for me. It's just an extra uh, a layer of anxiety for me when I play games, and it kind of defeats the purpose. And I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know what I mean? It's like one of the yeah. last times I played Mike Myers, I was winning, and the guy uh, brought out a gun when he should have had just a knife. And I'm like, what the fuck? You were mm -hmm. gonna lose? What's happening? That would piss me off. I don't know. Uh, Halo Two is awesome. Uh, we saw some friends we haven't seen in a long, long time. Buddy Kyle came over. He just moved back to Georgia. It was great to see him mm -hmm. and for him to hang out with us. Um, lots of friends of the shows were over here. CJ, Cameron, Derek, Russell, uh, Mark, friend of the show, Joel, Thomas. We had a, a, a good rotating number. and uh, Jeremy was here. Jeremy's a smasher at Halo for some reason. Played all different game types. We switched up teams whenever we needed to. and It was just fun, man, to kick back, drink yeah. some beer, eat some snacks. The missus made all kind of snack food and... Uh, Joel came with pizzas at one point, and it just we just kept it going, man. It's, yes, uh, it brings back the whole uh, gaming camaraderie we had, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. I mean, that was the the time. And people kept pointing that out because I put a picture up uh, on Reddit of mm -hmm. all of us playing, and people were like, "Man, I don't have that many friends. I want to play games with me." And I, it really did make me realize. And I, I responded to them. I was like, "All these people are family and friends. It's like yeah. I love all these people. It's it's cool to be able to call them up and." And it's we not, set aside a Saturday and just hang out. And, you didn't put a fucking uh, ad on Craigslist. Like, no, hey, come no. play Halo. That, know that, where I live. There were several comments <laughs> along that along those lines of like, where did you find these people? Yeah. Like, these are my friends and family. Like yeah. I've known these people for years, and we just all want to play Halo and get together and laugh and cut up and have a good time, and we do. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Game of the year, Halo Two, right here. You heard it. You heard it here on February second. Yep, we're done. We're done. Close off the year. It won't get any better. No now. more year, yeah. A uh, friend of the show, Brant. Um, I feel like I have to call everybody out now, everybody that came. <laughs> we're done. No Final Fantasy Seven. Jordan. Jordan was a new player. I think we got him into some Halo. You were not impressed by the Red 13 video. The Red 13 video was amazing. It was so good. Did you watch it? Yeah. You watch the whole trailer? I can't wait for that game. That was so weird. I mean, did you see that whole point where they all acknowledged Sephiroth? I thought it was all yeah. in his head. I thought it was too. And it's like you all they, they all saw him there. Or did they have that story spun to where they're just they're reacting to him and they don't know what he's looking at? I'm kinda interested now. It's gonna fuck with us. It is. It is gonna be that's gonna be game of the year. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so fucking excited. I'm so excited for Final Fantasy oh, VII. Oh god. I get you know, we do game of the year and game of the decade and all-time favorite games and all this kind of stuff. But I have like a, an emotional response to that game yeah. and those characters. I always want to bump that game. Like it hasn't aged well, this, that, and the other. It's a good fucking game. I love all those characters. And showing Red Thirteen, that did it for me. He was in my final party, and he had 
Some of the characters don't have as well of a backstory. Like, they don't flesh them out with side mm-hmm. missions as much as others. I mean, you get one for Barrett. You get one for Tifa to a certain extent. You get a lot of Aerith. Lore. You get one for Vincent if you decide to get Vincent. Yeah. And it was like a short one for Vincent, but and you got one. Like, all Hojo and Lucretia and all them, they're yeah. like major fucking characters that you could totally skip if you don't yeah. get Vincent. But uh, Red 13 and his drama and his regret and all that stuff. I mean, it ends His on theme. It, so, I fucking I mean, love yeah. it. I, I mean, he, it, he was a big part of that game, especially, yeah. I mean, he was, yeah. I mean, this, this is going to be one hell of a game, so. I can't wait I'm excited, yeah. Cannot wait for it. Could be game of the year. Yeah, we'll see. You, I don't know, I mean, you saw Cyberpunk, which uh, I think is either going to be uh, the shittiest game of the year or the best game of the year. I don't think it's going to be very in the middle. It's going to be either great or, or it's going to, yeah, I think it's going to be one of those because it's so hyped up, so. It is maybe overly hyped. That could be the only concern. Mm-hmm. Um, Halo is the only game I played. You and I jumped on the Borderlands. And we forget that there's another Halo coming out this year too. So there is. Yeah, there's a lot. This is a big year. Halo, Final Fantasy VII, whatever Sony's got planned. Whatever Sony has up their sleeve. I mean, you still have what The Last of Us Two, Ghost of Tsushima. We keep forgetting about those last PS4 games. Ghost of Tsushima is my. I got that dynamic theme wallpaper. Mm -hmm. I fucking love it. Samurai. Uh, Halo 2 is the only game I played. Um, you and I got that Borderlands 3 off of Gamefly, and I've got mm-hmm. it installed. I saw your invite from last night. I oh, yeah. I, I thought I'd be an asshole and put it on there. I was like, yeah, let me send him an invite. It's fine. It's fine. That way you send me the... That, I know you do it to me sometimes. That way you can send me the text messages. Like, I'm not on, bitch. Stop sending me invites. <laughs> I'll accept it. I think I turned off the app messages on my phone, so I didn't oh, okay. even see it until I installed it this morning. You get the notification. Like, yeah, let me join now. I'm in here. Where you at? Where you at? I'm like, it's like 5 in the morning. Where you at, bitch? I'm, I'm in, in the room. room. Yeah. I'm in the room. Wait on your ass. It's just sending me invites. Come on, bitch. I'm in. Let's go. Did you <laughs> redeem your gold weapon code? Mine was in there. It was, um, it was I haven't active. redeemed it yet, but it is in there. Yeah. It's still active. Yeah. God um, bless uh, Gamefly. So. I did notice on Borderlands 3, it's got HDR sliders and stuff. So just like Death Stranding, where you can mm-hmm. set that up, it does have that to start Which is weird, because it doesn't have HDR turned on automatically. It's off. You have to turn it on. When you it came ha- out. Yes, you have to turn it on. Normally, every other game is like, it's already on. You want it on or off, you know? Yeah. And then I turned off the PlayStation and did something else and then went back to it to redeem that code, and mm. I had to turn on HDR all over again. Yeah. So it may be every time you boot, you have to go through that menu. That's weird. Well, I'll figure it out. Because we'll I, I only put it in there just to install and download. That's in my invite? Yeah, it's in your invite. That was, that was very major for me to get Okay, back. so I shit on the PlayStation when I was having all the Call of Duty mm-hmm. install things. I think it's a Call of Duty thing. I don't think it's any other game. Every yeah. other game that I've, I've downloaded just fine, I've installed it just fine, it mm-hmm. hasn't done that bullshit update file and all that other stuff, so... The, the fucking com- I think it's isolated to the, Call you, of Duty. If you go in the fucking Reddit thread, they talk about how quick the download is for the PlayStation Store. Yeah, a lot of people give, it flies. It, it flies, but it's the whole fucking copying to hard drive is the slowest. But it was only... I didn't have that with Borderlands. I was playing... I was ready I, to play Borderlands in 10 minutes. I think it's because of the size, because the file size was only like 5 gigs, but when you're downloading a 60 gig patch... And it's copying over. Like, there's legit, there's a whole community making fun of the whole copying thing. They're like, yeah. like some people, it's like, the copying part takes longer than the download part. It does. It sucks. It just constantly copies. It did that to me on Call of Duty. And I, I yeah. don't know if I'm updating, like, I'll see that the tweet is up for the update or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm hitting that server with everybody, but it's like I get fucked every time. Yeah. I hate that shit. All right, man, that's all my games played. Hopefully, we have some Borderlands 3 impressions next time. Yeah. I'm going in blind with this game. I just want to play it with you and, and see what we think of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where we're at the lore-wise. I mean, I know some things. Like, I know of Handsome Jack. I know of Reese from uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Mm-hmm. So, outside of that. Uh, or, and I know of Lilith, you know, from the previous games. But I don't know any of their backstory. I know Claptrap. Like that. so, yeah. He's in, I think, all of them. So, he's even in the Tales from the Borderlands. So, that's all you need to know is Claptrap. He's that's the main it. character. Yep. The robot. Yeah, outside of that, I mean, um, I played a little bit this week. It 
most of my last two weeks, I've noticed I've just been playing fucking uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. That's cool. You're focused on one. That helps. Um, I don't know. It's been kicking up my whole interest in Dragon Ball Z again, which I never thought this would happen again. Yeah. So it was like, it's it's really, a really, really good way to experience the whole Dragon Ball Z story. Uh, some people may argue differently. Well, Michael did disagree with this, yep. but uh, you're sticking with it. Uh, I am, because it's a more condensed version, and I don't have to sit here and, ded- and dedicate 200 some episodes. And, all the fluff and, and side quests yeah, and shit. which the episodes are great. I've seen them all before. Once was enough. Uh, the game kind of hits all the high notes for me there's a couple things it kind of skips out on i'm like eh, but i can live with it it's, right. it's still doing i'm still going through i'm still pouring through the story um outside of that i've gone through more and done more of the side quests the side quests are mostly bullshit they're mostly like get this item uh bring me this item fight this enemy it's what's not, the benefit of them any experience gain it's or? just an experience yeah, yeah. you get an experience because i'm like items level 90 um most of the items you get is stuff to move up your community board and help move up your stats so um, I'm at the very end game. I'm at the last uh, two chapters of the Majin Buu saga, which I know is lost to you, but basically it's the last saga of the series. I knew that, obviously. Everybody well done, knows my that. bad. Hey, no can't, fucking can't assume shit. Man. What is a Buu? The uh, ghost? If you look at Buu, does he stop moving and then when you turn away, he comes well, it, it's, it's even funnier and you're probably going to uh, think some bullshit and get some more kicks of it. So, <laughs> Buu was created by somebody called Bibbity, and then he was uh, brought back to life by somebody Bobbity. called Bobbity. Bibbidi awesome. bobbidi boo. Yep. Yes, we sing this every morning on the way to daycare. Yeah. <laughs> I it's... look a zoo, a zippity zoo, a dippity bobbidi boo. Yeah, I figured you'd get a kick out of it. So that's the whole play on names for that whole uh, arc. Um, uh, outside of that, it's, it goes through pretty quickly because uh, I've noticed that it, it kind of relishes a little bit longer and the gameplay is like from the beginning, like Namek up uh, to the same saga and you get more interactivity, more uh, side stories, more quests. As it goes to the later games, like to the Cell games, and now even the Boo one. As soon as you start the Boo one, it's nonstop. You have no side missions, nothing. It just goes. It's like pouring you through the last bit of the story. Okay. So. Is that uh, towards the end of the Dragon Ball lore? I'm yeah, it's the very end until you know there's another series called Dragon Ball Super where they kind of retcon some stuff, but that's neither here nor there, weird. and we won't discuss it. So if they make a game about it, we'll discuss it then. And this is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yep. On PS4. Um, yep. I'm sure I'll be the next week. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I poured about 45 hours into it. This is uh, the best Dragon Ball game in a while. It's the only one I probably had enough interest to play. You know, I've always played it. And I'm like, this is cool. This is cool. Yeah. Uh, maybe four or five hours, and then we go on to the next thing. This one actually, I hadn't you know i popped other shit in there you no know, other games in my console to play and then i actually put cap right back in there huh. it doesn't happen that often with most games so right mostly i'm on to the next thing right um outside of that i did um play another game called a uh, journey to the savage planet that's a new release it is a new release um it's it's not very long i think it's like a 10 12 hour game i'm about halfway through it uh it reminds me of like a metroidvania type game um it does have a lot of uh humor in there that you would enjoy um because it's like uh, the the whole thing in there. Oh, God. They're doing the whole Baby Yoda thing with the fucking... Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. It's a baby peanut. Yeah. Okay, so the high sea man just cried into Mr. Peanut's grave, and yeah. that's what came out of it. And there. it's like a baby Mr. Peanut, <laughs> which I guess is like a play on Baby Yoda. Oh, Ooh, God. a new Bond trailer. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. We missed the Black Widow one, which looked interesting as it well. It did look good. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I mean, 
it's pretty good. There's a lot of humor in there that you would like. Uh, there's a whole video where they talk about they're the fourth best company for uh, space exploration. It's always like you're the fourth best company at this, fourth best company at that. It's like you could have been first, second, third, but you right. choose to be like we're the fourth best. They're we're not fourth even. Norm. They're not even bragging about being a, a medal winner. Yeah, they're not even on the medal podium. So the humor in there is pretty good. So you're basically um, this guy's like, yeah, I've got a bunch of people on Earth. Um, I figure we should go, you know, populate space. So they randomly send people to uh, hospitable planets. You have an ability to scan, and you're supposed to catalog uh, plant life, wildlife, and say if the planet is, is habitable. How's the scanning done? Is it like a Metroid Prime style thing, or you have like it a scan is visor? Very like Metroid Prime. Really? You mentioned. And I was gonna say more like a Assassin's Creed, but it is very Metroid Prime because you can change it to a grid base, and it scans up, and then you have this little hologram that tells you like, oh, you can scan this for four more detail, for okay. further detail, and then when you scan it, it catalogs it. So it's like a mix of I haven't played the Assassin's mm -hmm. Creed games like that, but it's like Tomb Raider where you hit that survival sense thing, and it'll highlight something, and then you can go read it type deal. It, no, because once you get into that scan mode, it stays. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, you don't just hit the boom. It gives you like a orange glow for something that looks important. And, gotcha. then you, and you can just zoom in and scan closer and hold. Um, outside of that, they provide a 3D printer in the game. Okay. Uh, so you can print out weapons and other things as you go through the planet. Because you'll this is the Metroidvania part. It doesn't have a map like Metroidvania where you can go back to. So you got to kind of memorize where you're going and be aware of it. But you'll come up to uh, parts of the level like, okay, I need a, a hook to get over here. But I don't have this yet. And they'll tell you, like, you need a hook for this. So... You can traverse the land and get over here later, you know. Um, at, at some point, you go through as you explore the planet. It was supposed to have no alien life. You see this huge tower in the middle of the planet. So you're trying to go through and figure That's out intriguing. what's going out. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's pretty good. I've gone in there. I probably got like four hours into it. Is it single player, multiplayer? It, um, I kind of wish you had it because we could play cooperative. Fuck. So um, it, from what I was reading online, it's very fun co-op. Is this an indie game or is this a full triple A? I don't know um, anything about this It's like this a $29 game. game. It's from a team. That's not bad then. It's from a team that used to be part of Ubisoft. They uh, used to make the Assassin's Creed games. They just recently got purchased by Stadia. Since uh, Google Stadia has been in love with everybody that's worked previously in Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed team. So why? Oh, <laughs> Jade, Jade Raymond's over mm -hmm. there. That's why. So, yeah, it seems like everybody there pulling talent-wise is from Ubisoft. Uh, so they bought the studio maybe a couple weeks back that was in the news. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I sent you a text that they, they got a good one. Um, Damn, it is only 30 bucks. Yeah, Fuck. yeah. It's really good. I haven't gotten that far. I don't mind starting over, man, if you wanted to uh, jump on there. Really? Yeah, I like it. Mm. We got Borderlands on top of this, though. It's very, very colorful, too. Graphically, it's like it's one of the most colorful games I've played on there. So Really? Yeah, it's got a lot of colors. It pops pretty well. Uh, it does have a lot of personality. Um, a lot of the animals on there, there's like a puffin thing in there. I just kick around and it explodes. Mm. You get like little trophies like, you got goo over yourself. And like, I got slimed, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> That's and, cool. um, there's another trophy where you die and you get reprinted. It's like, nah, it's the me, the real me. No, not the real me before me. Like, you know, it's like they have like really uh, quirky stuff in there that's pretty funny. The writing like in there that. is pretty good. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, I like it, man. I, I think that's a good... I decided to take it, uh, take it out and finish uh, Dragon Ball Z first because I, I was like, hey, you know, I'll play that later as a palate cleanser. I wanted to get something to talk about on the, the podcast, so I brought it up. So played a couple of hours just to get an idea of it, and I do like it. I like it a lot. It's 30 bucks, but I can't... Oh, it ships one to three weeks on Amazon. Fuck. Yeah, I didn't realize it. it's been selling pretty well, surprisingly. Um, I went ahead and picked it up since I, I'm in this habit of just buying uh, games from studios that got bought up by other company, competitor companies. That's, that your, kick? That's your current kick? I keep buying these double fun games for PS4, <laughs> which I know we're never going to get again. So, um, Same thing with uh, Bard's Tale 4. I just bought it for PS4. I'm like, yes, it's, uh, NXL got bought by Microsoft. So That's true. I was like, yep, we never know how long this deal's going to last until oh. they, they stop printing them. Um, 
Let me look at GameStop real quick. Yeah, it's a pretty good game, man. I enjoy it. Um, no pressure if you ever want to jump Nobody on Amazon. Nobody else has it, dude. Yeah. No, Amazon's like three weeks shipping. Um, Best Buy's like three weeks shipping. They don't know when they're going to get any back in stock, apparently. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't realize it sold that well. Fucking GameStop. Do they always drop your Touch ID? Uh, Fuck this shit. I don't know. I have the face scanning thing, so. And it doesn't drop that? Like, it drops Touch ID like it's not even in my registry anymore. Like, it's gone. Not like that. Sometimes I have have me, uh, they'll have me re-log in and shit like that, so. Let me see if they got one. Damn, they're so fucking GameStops are sold out. Panola Center has one. Riverdale. My jam. Yeah, so this is a list on the podcast. Wow. I know you guys are not aware of the area we're at. Um, out of like the 20 stores, there's two, two. that has them. And then it's usually the go-to ones with the questionable methods of uh, obtaining uh, used <laughs> copies of games. <laughs> questionable acquisition yeah. methods. Um, well, they're, we know how they're acquiring. We don't know how the people who give them to them are acquiring. Exactly. Um, so the, I, that's pretty much majority of what I played this week. Um, outside of that, I did get, finally got past the prologue for Tokyo Mirage Sessions. It, okay. It's finally fucking clicking with me. I'm enjoying it now. I wish um, that game had a demo. I really want to try it. It, I, I'm digging it now. So I'm moving up levels. I'm getting, um, uh, new attacks and I'm able to pair up there and using battle and it kind of like you get different sessions where basically where you do a weak attack on a character you're your other teammate will come in and do a like a second attack without mm-hmm. you having to prompt it. It kind of like follows up if it's a weakness on that character. Cool. So it adds a, a whole new depth. And now I can see where it gets old where you have to wait for the animation to load and go through there. But I'm going through there and doing double damage. It's pretty cool. I like that aspect of the game. Not a lot of RPGs do that. Um, like I said, I just got to the first chapter. I just kind of just got to reintroduce to the three main characters in the team and got a little bit more of the backstory. So I'll, I'll probably put a little bit more time in there when I get a chance. Did you play much of this on Wii U? I played none of this on Wii U. Okay. My copy is still gonna, sealed on the Wii U. I was so. going to say, can you compare it at all to uh, how it performs on that That platform? will probably be my cool question. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I, I played uh, my little shooter's kick. I played a game called Sisters Royale on the PS4. Cool. Um, uh, it's a spiritual successor to Castle Shigigami. Um, you play like it's really weird story wise I have no idea what's going on it's like these four female characters who are all fighting for this uh, prince character mm-hmm. um, I guess they're all sisters that's what the whole point of the sisters are uh, but it's like chibi characters that go on screen and it's like a hell bullet shoot em up type game so you're just going down um, I've only played like the first level so I just looked up Castle of Shikigami because I thought that was familiar. Yeah, I think they came out with a couple on PS2 and Wii. PS2 and Wii, it looks yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the outside of the story on there. It's it's very quirky and funny, and it's like one of those uh, anime-ish type things. So if you're into that t- type of thing, you might get a dig into it. It's very tongue-in-cheek, not very serious. Uh, but it is a uh, bullet. I said it's a shoot-em-up. Uh, plays well? It's plays pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you still have your standard attack button. You have a power button. You have your bomb button. So... Uh, the power-up one is kind of like a mix of defense and attack. Then you have your uh, bomb attack one. Uh, yes, Castle Shigami. That is a... I own all those ones. It's yeah. 100 bucks for that lot. It's worth it. It's yeah. not bad. Yeah. 25 apiece. Place your bed time final. <laughs> Raiden 3, Gradius 3 and 4. And Edo Castle Fresh. Shigami 2. But, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'll probably put some more time in there. I think this is on PS4. This is also on Switch. It's not a very ter- a terribly expensive. It's like maybe $13. So okay. I, I went and picked it up on PS4. Uh, I'm, I guess it's going to be the year to shoot them up for me. I don't know Dang. why. There's so many of them coming out right now. I think there's another one coming out next, this week, later on on Thursday. So I'll try it. I forgot what the name of it is. It's, but it's one of those old arcade ones that are near like the Neo Geo time. What's uh, it called? Do you remember? Right offhand? 
Uh, I can look it up. Are real you quick. following a thread that announces all these, or are you kind of? I, how are you, I, I how are fucking you just see out? people announcing shit. Uh huh. And I'm just like, huh. And then I look at it, and it's like, okay. And as you know, they just happen to be shoot 'em ups. I don't know. It's like somebody wants me to play this shit. You know? <laughs> it's like the Let's play. Yeah, it's like the fucking universe out there. So um, whatever it's telling you to do. Yeah, because I think uh, they what what came out this week was. Tecmo Bowl because they did it for the Super Bowl. I did see that. Um, it's a uh, it's the arcade version, which is totally different than the NES one we got. Ho 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 ho. Um, Saint Dragon is the other one. Okay. That's the one that comes out this week. It's also a shoot 'em up. Uh, I'd never played it before, uh, so I'm kind of excited about it. Cool. So we'll see. I'm have my purchase on there uh, next week. The year of the um, shoot 'em up for Cesar. Yep. Uh, outside of that, I'm still pouring. I'm on over 100 episodes on Fairy Tale. I have almost uh, another. I have until the end of March to watch update. all those episodes of uh, Fairy Tale to know the lore before I can play the game. <laughs> so I know what I know. So uh, I have people at my job who do not like Fairy Tale. They call it a One Piece ripoff, and they ask me how I do it. What so, is Fairy Tale? It is basically like a One Piece ripoff. Okay, confirmed. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, it's like a magician's type guild thing, and it's like they—it's very similar to One Piece, where you have like uh, they're trying to be the top guild. There's no thing they're hunting or anything like that. It's—they all have like it's not—it's not bad, it, it, but it's not a really really original too. So okay, fairy tale. Yep. So that's pretty much everything I did this week. That is it for us. Are you ready to get back to the Super Bowl? I am. We're missing all the good trailers. <laughs> we are missing the trailers. Yeah, we're, we we're do this for not going to miss this halftime show. We do this for our, for our fans. You can find this podcast every Tuesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Store, Overcast, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. <laughs> wherever RSS feeds point you to. Yes, wherever you they tell are. us. <laughs> Let where us you know. Found us. And then we'll put it on this podcast. We'll send you a t-shirt in recognition. Yep. <laughs> what you told us. It'll have a Daxter on there. <laughs> and a fly swatter. Yep. And an Xbox logo. All in that order. Yep. Um, you can find us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram under NoFodcast. Check us out there. Tell your friends. That's uh, We're consistently getting 50 plus listens per episode. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be the robo listeners. So you're doing a good job. Tell your friends. Uh, tell two more friends. And get your friends to tell their Welcome, friends. Welcome. Thank you. We're glad you're here. And... Uh, we hope you appreciate that we went back to basics on this wonderful 101st Is this from the scratch? Episode. Yeah. I mean, we had some awkward pauses. We had some references to the Super Bowl and some random commercials. It's just live, live, uh, live feedback. Feed, yeah. And, yep. you know, baby Mr. Planner. <laughs> that, was, that was extreme. It didn't look like Baby Yoda, but a peanut. <laughs> oh, God. That's, we all know what was happening when we saw that. I was like, oh, God, they're cashing in on the... Get it, cashew. They're cashing in on the... <laughs> baby Yoda. <laughs> and on that, we're out. Thank you for joining us this week, and we'll oh, see you next man. week. Adios. Look at that fucking throw! He caught that ball! Bye. Sounds like fucking Jumanji when it's set up up there. I think this is okay though. Give me something, see what you got. Give me some of that something, something. Yeah. You have Garoppolo's or you have... Um, I'm going for the Andy Reid's and not the Shanahan's. Not the Shanahan's. Anti-Shanahan's like I am. First yeah. down right there. TV looks great from here, by the way. Oh, it does. I like it. <laughs>